Welcome to Healing Body, Mind and Soul, empowering self-care, self-healing, and self-mastery for a better world. Here's your host, Ariel Asher. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for dropping in. Here we are at Healing Body, Mind, and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Asher. And today I have the honor and privilege to speak with one of my dear longtime friends, actually. Our listeners may be interested <laughs> to know. Um, Stacy Sequoia Stafford. Now she usually puts an S, but I always knew her as <laughs> Stacy. So she's giggling already um, behind the scenes. So um, I am just um, I'm doing that because I'm just sending out a big heart. Her and I um, have been on um, parallel artist journeys, healing journeys for a long time, and um, we met each other probably. Um, um, in the um, late nine, yeah, uh, probably in the late nineties, mm -hmm. and we were both artists in schools and forging our ways in the in the world. And what I love about her is that she's so heart centered and just wears her heart right out on her sleeve, which always gave me permission to do the same because my listeners and my clients all know that's how I roll. So it is just so awesome to be here today and talk about her new book and all that she is up to. I think you guys are going to be really surprised and really find a lot of value in what my dear friend Sequoia has to say. Yay. Yay. Yum. Welcome. Oh, oh, what a wonderful, you have me in tears. Um, oh. I'm really so sweetly touched by that introduction. I'm so grateful to, number one, reconnect with you, and number two, have an opportunity for us to share about the magic that we're creating in the world um, with our healing modalities. And as you mentioned, you know, we've known each other for a long time and our parallel paths include teaching. And I think that um, something I'm coming to in this new expression of myself and my life purpose is that to be a healer is also to be a teacher and to be a teacher is to be a healer and we're on the precipice and a leader i mean yeah. can we add absolutely. leader oh yeah leader I, yeah absolutely because i just want to throw it in there sequoia because because i was asked um last year to um contribute to um a book on leadership and i'm like what i'm a healing artist and i'm <laughs> yeah. a i'm a this and i went through my laundry list of titles and you know and i know you get because we hate the titles, right? We love them and we crave them. And as soon as we get them, we're like, that is not the whole thing, you know, and in our desire to be holistic and complete. And so leader was one that I tried on um, last year a little bit or really stepped into. And that just goes with teacher, yep. even mother, right? Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's all kind of... Um, 
coming together. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 you're you're great. It's actually what I write about in my book. And my my book, it's it's hard. Um, Oh my God, that makes me laugh so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is what you think it is, ladies. It is, it is. So, I mean, so, you know, my book is about the, uh, you know, all of the things that none of us know about the sexual practice of enlightenment. I know it sounds crazy, but um, Tantra yoga practices are one of three really um, laser beam focused ways to enlighten yourself. And so, um, you know, you could spend 10 years, you know, sitting on top of a mountain, or you can just go have this really amazing tantric lovemaking practice that you take on every day of your life. And literally, you will start to see within a year that you have more consciousness, you have more awareness of um, your connection to your life purpose. Um, It's magical. And how that relates to what you were saying about leadership is, Uh, I believe that there's four characteristics of a leader, Uh, responsibility, integrity, um, authenticity, and being up to something bigger than yourself. Now, I believe that that's an important thing for all of us to do in as humans, yeah, yeah, as humans, (laughs) right? As humans, but also in partnership with another person whether you are in an open relationship, which I coach a lot of people in open relationships because that's a whole quagmire of stuff that they wow. get into, or whether you're in a monogamous relationship or you're just dating on dating apps, you have to be the leader of your life and you have to be a leader in the relationship. Then let's talk about being a healer. If you're going to be a healer, you always have to be the leader in the situation. You can't not be a leader and be a healer or be a teacher because you stand. Right, because you're modeling. You're modeling for the the other person. You're you're mirroring for the other person. Exactly. And it's your responsibility to, you know. Hold that that frequency. Hold that template. And to be in integrity with it. I love this conversation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So one of the things I find with a lot of the male clients that um, are partnered, so I work with men individually I work with them with their cup, their partner, and I work with women. Um, I also work with um, the LGBTQ plus, you know, gender fluidity is a very, uh, it's, it's coming people like they're like, my daughter is 17. And like, one out of three of her friends are gender um, fluid or they, you know, they designate themselves as, you know, a they they or a Z or a he. Can we hang out here a second? This is, this is, I want to hang out here a second. I am a very progressive, open-minded person. And, you know, I am, I am um, super rainbow positive. However, I was in a strange teaching position. I was holding circle at my house and for the first time somebody said to me hey I use this pronoun and I was all what <laughs> um, do, you, do you know what I I, yeah. I I never thought of it because yeah. because really when when I came up I mean 
in the in the eighties, Stacy, and you and yeah. you were there with me, right? And we're, <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I felt very gender fluid, you know, yeah. and I and I was able to explore and and everything, but I never felt the need to claim pronouns as my right. own. Um, this is a new level of control or, um, I don't know what it is. Identification. Um, I, and I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody because I want to give that to them if they want it. But, yeah. um, but it is, I have to say that it's taken me a moment to get my brain around it. And well, if that's dating myself or if my mind isn't open enough, then, um, crack it on open. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, it's it's not uh, so linguistically. Um, we are having to change the context for um, pronouns and and how to identify a person, whether or not a person actually needs to be identified. Um, the uh, you know uh, this whole thing is bringing me to an awareness of what it means to be autonomous, an autonomous, sovereign being. A and that- and sovereign being. Yes. It comes up in my practice all, all the time. Free and claim it, claim it, claim it. Yeah. Claim it, but don't like put it in somebody else's face. Like right. it's their job, <laughs> right? Because it's not their job to own and be centered on your autonomy and your sovereignty. And if you start forcing others to listen to your sovereignty, then you're interjecting that into their space. So it's not about anybody else. It's about yourself. And, you know, we're all human. We're not, we're all going to make mistakes. And, and, and so there's no way unless everybody starts wearing name tags and buttons, will any of us be able to know what I think right we should enforce a dress code. <laughs> you and me, you and me, we have to be the costume designers because I know right. that we can come up with some tassels and some sparkles and some... I know! I'm so sad that nobody's going to see me in my, feathers. my tassel. I know. Today. Yeah. For our listeners, our listeners know we do do this video chat so we can see each other, but, um, but you all only get the behind-the-scenes um, audio version of our conversations. And like a true tantrika we are gonna have some awesome yes so if who's who's in charge of the costumes because i right. I, <laughs> right. yeah that, until okay. we start until we start going around like that i mean but why does it matter right well here's the thing so i had my daughter is 17 and um she just told me the other day that one of her best friends is gay, uh, a female gay. Um, and I was, uh, and she's like, how could you not have known that? And I'm like, honey, I don't like to um, attach um, categories or, you know, names to things when it's not my place. It's her place to say whether or not she's, you know, she's a lesbian or she's queer or she's gay or, you know, or she wants to be called a they instead of a she or a Z. Oh and, my God, what is so, they? That's just like craving therapy. Are you a healing practitioner, teacher, trainer, or coach with a huge message of self-empowerment, healing, or transformation that you want to share out to the world? Then we invite you to join our amazing self-care book project. 
visit somasoundtherapy.com. It's time to show up, speak up, and stand out. We are looking for co-authors to join our book opportunity entitled Empowered Self-Care, Healing Body, Mind, and Soul for a Better World. For all the info, just visit us at somasoundtherapy.com. Are you ready to be heard? that she wears that she is you know gay on oh because on she knows the uniform exactly and i'm oh. like honey i'm not part of the group i don't know the uniform i i don't know and i'm not going to pretend to know what other people's sexual orientation is and here's the thing i have been fluid with my sexual orientation since i was a little kid i consider myself to be pansexual I'm also of the free love model of relationship. I have partners that I have decided that I can, with my autonomy, choose how I express love for them. And obviously it's not going to be something that's going to um, offend the other person because I would check in with them. Hey, I'm feeling like I'd really love to give you a kiss today. And they get to say yes or no because they're autonomous beings. They have a sovereignty to their life in my field, in my world, that's how I relate to people. Um, and they do the same for me. I'm like looking so good at you right now. I would really love to take you into a tantric lovemaking session and then we can negotiate it. I'm not in a marriage. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not in a monogamy kind of lifestyle anymore because I found that it just doesn't work for me. Um, and polyamory is a totally different thing because I believe that it's actually um, it's actually put on top of the marriage model. And I think the marriage model is frankly broken. Um, and it's a way of selling off your autonomy. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You, thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad that you, I'm so glad that you say that. Well, you know me and you know a lot of my story. So we know each other personally, you know where yeah. I stand um, on, on this spectrum. Right. But it's but it makes dating really hard, right? Because I'm like, you know, that polyamory. I don't know about that. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that. That um, it doesn't compute. To, it doesn't compute to me. Right. And I'm a pretty good. I'm a pretty good communicator. I, I, <laughs> I can negotiate. Oh hell no. Um, or oh hell yes. If I'm if 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 the spirit moves me, you know. Right. I, I'm so glad that you said that because putting because putting more complication on top of broken, um, um, like what? That doesn't, that doesn't work well, anytime anywhere. I, well, I mean, the whole idea that if we think about it, you know, the, the marriage vows are saying, you vow to sell me your right to choosing anything in your life on your own. You have to do it with me. But if the other person says that, but that doesn't do it, then what's, what's going on with you? Like, okay, here's a good example. The, the, the men that I work with, a lot of them get to be 60 and they're in a marriage that they love. They love the person, but they're now friends. She has decided she doesn't want to have sex anymore, or she doesn't like the sex. And obviously this is coming from their perspective. So 
um, you know, from, from the man's perspective. From the male perspective. From right. the man's perspective. She, Who knows what she's got going on? We don't know. <laughs> we, I, don't, I know with the ones that I work with that are couples, but in regards to the ones that come to see me on their own, they basically are suffering. Now, it's hard. Is It's really hard for a man when they desire sex. They have a integrity commitment to their partner that, you know, they've done those marriage vows, but then the wife no longer does sex of any kind. And what does he do when he obsesses about it every single day? And to the point where he is starting to show the signs of ED, erectile dysfunction. If he's showing the signs of erectile dysfunction, now he's panicking about it. His life is now, holy shit, I might lose my ability to actually have intercourse at some point really soon. I want to, I want to go celebrate my manhood, but I can't because my partner won't have sex with me. And it's not her fault. It's really not the woman's fault. It's not the man's fault, but it's a conundrum. So a lot of men come to me and say, I want to learn this tantric practice because I need to find my sexual sovereignty, right? And, and, and how do I now do that when I have this vow to my partner who I absolutely love? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not wanting to cheat on her, but I need to have another human being that witnesses me in an ecstasy state that wants to know me that deeply. And so a lot of these men are really suffering because they're caught. And one of the things that I teach everyone is, look, you're an autonomous being and you have to make sure that your life works for you, your relationships work for you. And if you can't talk to your partner about what you need sexually, if you're afraid they're going to reject you, right? Then you need to That's get coaching. That's a huge problem. That's right? huge. It's a, it's a That's huge, huge problem. Really, the only problem they have is in talking about it. So I have a whole process in my book. It's a hard conversation process. And how to have a conversation with your partner about these hard topics. You know, there are men out there that love prostate massage, but do you know how many women even know how to give prostate massage or, or who would want to? I mean, when I was married, oh my God, I didn't even like giving a blowjob. I didn't, but that was because I didn't understand. No, I didn't understand. Like now, like I, <laughs> I could say so much, you know, it's like when I, in nutrition, I studied nutrition and a whole world started to reveal itself to me where I started eating liver and I started eating heart and the kidney. All of those things are really healthy for you, but we're, we're raised in the American society to kind of have a benign experience of so many things. The, the analogy that I'm using is... I think is, that it was just because our grandmas didn't want to say blowjob. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, no, I know, right? So I don't even use that term. You know, I, I use it with you and your this audience. Is the because... first, this is the first conversation about blowjobs that has been on my podcast. I'm going to have to put an age warning on this one now. Oh, it's well, going to be great. No, it's... not really, because there are children out there. Okay. Ugh. Oh no, do we have to go here? Tell me. We have to go educate here. Me. 
Drop me a knowledge bomb, baby. 10 years old. We're talking 10 year olds are addicted to porn. Now we have ED, erectile dysfunction is showing up in teenage boys. What the heck yes. is our world go? Now the and, reason- And how is she, he, it, they um, dealing with that? <laughs> well, no wonder they're gender fluid. They don't freaking understand. There's, I mean, if anything, don't put a, an age warning on this because we're talking about sacred sexuality. And I think that is I the birthright you. of every single human being. And I, I wish parents would be able to talk to that, talk to their kids about it. Instead of going and seeing this false- projection of what sex is where they beat women with their bodies like they beat them with their i'm gonna use the term lingam lingam is a sanskrit word for the men's genitalia and it means wand of light wand of light one and and the woman's um word is yoni and that means sacred space so if you just think of those two words and think about instead of you know, the other terms, the, the wand of light enters the sacred space and sheds consciousness, sheds light. That's healing. We could be each other's healers in relationships. We could own our autonomy and say, I really like it when your mouth is on my lingam. I really like it when your, your mouth is on my yoni. I love having this connection to you. You understand me more and more because you have this sacred practice where we can look into each other's eyes and know that there is nothing that we can't say to each other. That is sacred. That is the yes. most purest I, form I absolutely of love. have respect for this, for, uh, for being able to be with intimate communication right? This Absolutely. is great. And if it takes using other words, I mean, I, you know, you know, that are yeah. not charged, right? They're right. not charged because they're unfamiliar words. We have so much shaming going on, you yep. know, um, from a time where um, children about the difference between boys and girls. And if, you, you know, so yeah. yeah, you're right. It's no wonder they're confused. I understand why they're confused. Right. I even understood why we were confused. Right. And, it, you know, and through the generations, the value systems and everything, it only gets, it only gets weirder. But I just never thought um, I would have to be um, corrected on my pronouns. <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> totally. But you know what? I think it's the next generation saying, we are going to own our autonomy and we can call ourselves whatever the hell we want to call ourselves. That's what yeah. they're saying. And you know what? Good for them. Absolutely yes. good I for them. I totally am in agreement with it. I'm just confused by um, oh, yeah. my own speech. You know, as and I think that as our conversation I know, before, like, I think it's so should... funny. I had a voice student. I had a voice student who um, was 14 and she was a lovely young girl. And, um, you know, and she was very shy and really working on some self-identity issues. I mean, I could tell. I, we, didn't, we didn't talk a lot. We really got down to business and I was just doing, but she said to me one time, oh yeah, um, oh, I'm bi. And I think, I look at her, right? And 
and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, she's, I think I, maybe she was trying to, trying to test me to see if it would um, affect me or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem with me. Um, you should have seen me. Um, she was pretty much dressed as me as a child, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and, um, and she had a leather jacket on and she's a very soft, beautiful, um, big um, heart, you know, but she was dressed all hard and punk rock on the outside. And I thought, hey, that's cool. All right. And she came in two weeks later and she was wearing this flowing gown. And um, I'm all, hey, how's it going? What's changed? <laughs> and she had met a football player. Of course. <laughs> change things yeah I said yeah football players I, I yeah been there sisters football players change everything sometimes oh know? my god it's but so it was funny. so funny to me to see her just like completely shift and change herself you, you know and of course I, I mean that's the beauty of fashion and the fun of it and and everything but um she was so absolute in, in like, I'm this. And then, and, you know, and, and I'm, I'm all, oh, so are you still by? <laughs> you know me, I'm curious. I'm, oh, oh Ted, give me all the dirt, right? Um, and she's all, oh, no, I don't think so. That was just a phase. But literally, it was like two weeks, you know? <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing is like, you know, be careful, guys. Don't get it as a tattoo that you're bi or that you're, you know, a Z or anything like that because you're going to change your mind. You're, you're discovering. Why don't we just let people discover who they are? Why don't we celebrate that and go, woo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we're all masculine and feminine energy anyway. I mean, that's, yeah. so, you know, that is actually the, um, the, the lesson that we learn in Tantra yoga. First Tantra yoga, you, you do the practice for yourself internally where you start to be able to weave together your masculine side and your feminine side. You do that within yourself first, and then you can weave your masculine and feminine with the partner. And once you actually take on this practice from an autonomous place, from sovereignty, you can actually start to get how um, selling off your autonomy really has no integrity. It has no integrity. Like it doesn't work. See, I talk about integrity as um, workability, not morality. Um, it just doesn't work. Because once I say, okay, I won't, I won't, um, uh, you get to decide what kind of sex I have, then I become a depressed, sad person when I don't get the sex that I want or need. I might need sex as a person, like, or intimacy, or I teach about sacred sexual practices. So when I talk about sex, I, I actually use sex as an, um, uh, what is that when you make a word out of letters? Anyway, <laughs> I know I'm saying, yeah. Okay. So Sounds sex, like. <laughs> the next, yeah. So sex, sacred, uh, S sacred experiences of ecstasy acronym. Thank you very much. I figured it out. So the acronym sacred experiences of ecstasy is what I teach. And the reason for this kind of practice is for me to get to a point where I can say what it is that gives me pleasure in my life. If it includes 
um, having an orgasm from someone suckling on my breast, then that's actually what's pleasure for me. And guess what, people? There are no head humans. Not the president of the United States, not the, you know, the leader of the UN, not anybody over in China, no head humans here. You are your head human. This goes back to your point. You are the leader of your life. You get to choose. You know what? When someone, you know, kisses my thumb, my right one, not my left, just my right, that actually is the most pleasurable spot in my body. Nobody gets to say, that's stupid because it's your body, it's your experience of pleasure. And so what I do in my work is I help people to own what their pleasure is and learn how to communicate it to their partners. And that's really the key to my book. Super juicy, super awesome. It is juicy actually. And you know, it's, it's not hard to get it's hard. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> can you tell us how we can get um, get our hands on your books, um, yes. Sequoia? Absolutely. It's very easy, actually. Um, itshardbook.com. It's hard. Very good. It's hardbook.com. <laughs> very easy. <laughs> Super great. Super great. I'm so sure that our listeners, if you had one tip to leave our listeners with, um, if they are suffering from any sort of intimacy communication issues or sexuality identity issues, anything of this nature, um, what is the tip that you would give them? So the main tip I would give them is to put in your calendar at least two to three times a week, an intimacy date with yourself or your partner. And that, what I mean by an intimacy date is sit and cuddle if that's all you're comfortable doing. Sit in eye gaze, which you and I know from being theater teachers, right? When you can sit and just gaze into another person's eyes, set a timer for five minutes and just eye gaze and see how comfortable it is. If it's not comfortable, then do it more often, (laughs) to be honest. Those things that we're not comfortable with, you want to start having the experience of being the kind of person who does what's uncomfortable. Why? Because growth in life happens in those spaces of the uncomfortable. And when you don't have the ability to do that on your own, get support. Find a Tantra teacher, find a a sex and intimacy coach, find someone. If it's not me, then find someone. Reach out to me. If I'm not your girl, then, you know, let me know. I'll find someone and refer someone to you, but get help. Don't stay and resign yourself to living a life that is not pleasurable because we are pleasure beings. Everything about us, we were born to have pleasure. Go and have it. Mm. Awesome. So you heard it here first, people. Go and have pleasure. That is a direct order from our (laughs) guest, Sequoia. And Ariel will strongly endorse um, those words. Okay, everybody, that's about enough time for today. I just, um, I hope that if you're suffering, that you will reach out to either Sequoia, don't forget, um, 
that website and everything is below in the show notes if you want to know a little bit more or where you can get some resources. And if you're suffering, get some help, people. It's not that hard. You, if you need help, ask for it. All right, so that's all I have to preach about today. Um, I hope that everybody will has enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy healing. Thanks for joining us for the Healing Body, Mind, and Soul podcast with your host, Ariel Asher. Today's program has been brought to you by Soma Sound Therapy and the Healing Body, Mind, and Soul Network.